Hey, remember when Missouri had a quarterback controversy? Well, if this offense keeps up, the only controversy is going to be who should Missouri push harder for the Heisman, Brady Cook or Luther Burden? So let's talk about another great win over Vanderbilt coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. And thanks for telling a friend we're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even the SiriusXM app, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what a beautiful day it is on this Sunday morning here as I record here early before the London game gets going here in the NFL. Brady Cook, my goodness. Obviously a lot of positives to talk about for Missouri after another beautiful victory for the Tigers. But I got to say, even as I think it's fair to say that if you've been a longtime everyday listener of this program, I think it's pretty fair to say I've been Brady Cook's one of his biggest public supporters, right? That's pretty fair to say. But my goodness, even I never imagined that he would play like this because there was actually a, a, a pretty active thread a few months ago on powermazoo.com asking if Brady Cook would throw one 300-yard game in the 2023 season. Well, not only has he thrown at least one this season, he's actually thrown for over 340 yards each of the last three games. So Brady Cook, once again, in Nashville yesterday, was just throwing absolute dimes all over the field. The two, I don't know, corner routes, I guess you'd call them, maybe slot fades, for touchdowns to Luther Burden were absolutely perfect throws. This throw to Speedy Johnson over the top once again for a touchdown that basically sealed the game for all intents and purposes, putting Missouri up by 17 at that point. Again, just a perfectly thrown ball by Brady Cook. I mean, I, I truly didn't know he had this in him. I thought I always thought he had more than what he showed last season, especially obviously with his torn labrum and everything like that. Well, Brady Cook, obviously the shoulder looking just fine this season to say the least. Brady Cook's knee looking fine, by the way, too. Missouri didn't rush Cook a ton in the ball game other than those, well, sweep plays to the short side of the field that maybe we should rethink, quite frankly. I'd like to see Brady have a little bit more room to run and not have to deal with the boundary of the field on those particular plays. But I'm not going to pick a ton of nits about play calling, obviously, because the Missouri offense was excellent yesterday. And obviously, Eli Drinkwitz deserves, once again, I think, I'm going to make this point for the second straight week, just have deserves a ton of credit for having this team ready to play in what should have been an obvious look-ahead-to-LSU game, a trap game, whatever you want to call it. Missouri ends up covering the spread, which, hey, if you had the Tigers over at FanDuel Sportsbook, you're happy about that. But more to the point, I just think that that shows that if Missouri's outperforming the expectations on paper in a game like Vanderbilt, where it would be easy and 
easiest human nature to predict in the world that maybe Missouri wouldn't play its A or even B ball game against the Commodores. I think the Tigers were at least that good offensively for sure. So a really good sign for Missouri heading into to week six now here against LSU. Of course, you probably stayed up late, I imagine, watched the end of that Ole Miss-LSU game like most of us did, I imagine. Obviously, Ole Miss took it down. Exciting victory for them. You know, I, I saw some people wondering, maybe this is big motivation for LSU now. Maybe they'll be angry after having dropped a, a close ball game there. I don't know. For a program like LSU, I'll be really interested to see how they come out because a, a program that has really high expectations like the LSU Tigers, they're 3-2 and two now. Obviously, that doesn't mean that you're a bad team losing to Florida State, losing a road game at Ole Miss. But you just wonder how motivated those guys are going to be after sort of seeing maybe their college football playoffs hopes start to slip away a little bit. And speaking of guys who seem to get better with each passing week, hey, Luther Burden, another not-too-shabby game from him. Huh? I, honestly, I don't even know what to say about Luther Burden in terms of analysis at this point other than uh, he's really good. I, I, what, what else do you want from me, from Luther Burden? You guys see it. You, you see how great he is. What, what, do you, what more do you want from me? Other than, hey, I'll give you some numbers here. I believe he set his career high, right? First week of the season against South Dakota, seven catches for 96 yards. Well, it wouldn't be a Missouri football game if Luther Burden didn't go for over 100 yards receiving now for the fourth straight game, 140, 11 catches in this one. The two touchdowns I already talked about a little bit. I mean, if there's a better receiver in the country right now, I'd like to see him. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a tremendous, tremendous player for Ohio State. I'm just telling you, I don't think there's anybody who's playing higher-level football than Luther Burden right now. I don't really know how, how you could be any better than what he's looking now, especially from that slot position. By the way, Dominic Lovett kind of quiet when I watched Georgia yesterday. We're not really missing him, are we? And a lot of that is because not only has Luther Burden been a better version of Dominic Lovett in the slot so far this season, well, Theo Weiss has been tremendous on the outside, too. I've been going on and on about Theo Weiss on this program, and I'm saying, guys, he's actually playing even better than his stats show up. He's getting open all the time, and guess what? He got open all the time yesterday, and finally, he really had a breakout statistical game, I thought. Nearly had 100 yards receiving in the first half. He's obviously been an excellent red zone target for Brady Cook, but again, burden. Weiss, Speedy Johnson, a true deep threat as well, and now Mookie Cooper. If he's your fourth receiver, a former five-star player, went to Ohio State, a real talent, obviously. Mookie Cooper really starting to emerge here as well. If he's your number four option in terms of receivers, essentially, my goodness, Missouri is sitting great at that position. And speaking of receivers, I have to say, in the build-up to the season, I remember Luther Burden was saying, hey, he was asked what his goals were for the season, and he said, quite simply, Heisman. And you know what? I loved his attitude at the time, still love it to this day. However, I did tell my audience, you know what, guys? As much as I love Luther Burden's confidence, even at 400-1, to I wouldn't put down money on him winning the Heisman. Wide receivers 
simply just don't win that award more often than not. Maybe every 15 or 20 years or so, a receiver will win one. But hey, I got to be honest, I probably led you guys a little astray there because at 400 to 1, well, yeah, you'd have to take those odds now, wouldn't you? But the only problem is, again, the receiver part of it, Brady Cook is playing such unbelievable football right now. Let's just play this out hypothetically. If Missouri continues to win at a really, really high level, well, guess what? Cook and Burden are going to kind of almost split the votes a little bit. Who do we who do we go with that kind of thing? A lot of times the quarterback is going to get a tremendous amount of credit. So again, that's the only thing I'll say there with Luther Burden and Heisman. We're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves there. I'm just saying in week five, there is no doubt that both of those guys, Cook and Burden, are playing at that level. Long way to go. Whole whole chunk of the SEC, the majority of the SEC is still left. So not going crazy here. Just thought it was at least worth talking about because those guys truly are playing at an elite level. And you know what? While there's still plenty of positives to get to from this Missouri win over Vanderbilt, do you have to pick at least one nit? And I think the biggest one has got to be the ongoing issue of coverage by the Missouri safeties defensively. So let's talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about Nutrafol because you know what? You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. And a lot of men think that losing their hair is inevitable. Well, take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So take the step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked on college. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N U T R A F O L dot com slash men and enter promo code Locked on college. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code Locked on college. And be sure to check out Locked On College Football Kickoff Live this Friday and every Friday during the season, 10 a.m. Central Time, my YouTube channel, all the other Locked On College YouTube channels as well. Going in-depth on all the big matchups like Missouri and LSU, of course, conference rivalry games, all the playoff implications from our Locked On hosts covering their team Every day. Again, that's Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon central on any Locked On College YouTube channel. And Mizzou Mike 03 over on X.com asked me last night Should we be concerned about our safeties in coverage? And quite honestly, I don't know how you couldn't be at this point. This isn't something that I just have suddenly noticed in the past game or two. This is something I've been talking about 
all offseason, all the way back to at least the Missouri-Tennessee game last year where the Tiger defense was basically shredded for over 700 yards down in Knoxville. Yeah, I think the the safeties and coverage is absolutely a real concern. We saw Joseph Charleston beaten coverage several times in that ball game. I don't want to pick on Joseph because, well, he was far from the only one who had problems in coverage at safety for this game. You know, Will Shepard got a matchup on Trevez Johnson at one point in the game, and Johnson was just really far off of him in coverage. Just, just too easy of an X's and O's play there by Missouri, in my opinion. Just letting the, the best receiver on the team run an easy post route, basically wide open 10 yards down the field. I, I just didn't like that. Whatever that call was, we, we got to think of something different there for sure. That's that's That looked like preseason NFL-type defense to me. So I do think there some of this is on Blake Baker for sure because at this point, he should know who his personnel is. He knows who Joseph Charleston is and all the safeties, all their strengths, all their weaknesses. To me, I think almost Missouri needs to go dime a little bit earlier than maybe they're wanting to in terms of down and distance. Hey, if it's second and 12, maybe we should put in our dime package because for one thing, the Missouri run defense has been really, really good this year. Perhaps they can give up one guy in the box and still make it happen. Because, frankly, if you watched the game yesterday, Missouri's defensive tackles were really, really disruptive in that ball game. You're talking Josh Landry, Jaden Jernigan, I noticed Christian Williams, and Realis George making plays as well. So, normally, I don't notice interior linemen unless they're being extremely disruptive in the backfield. The fact that I noticed four guys being disruptive in the backfield from the interior that's that's a really good sign for that unit, and I think it speaks to the fact that Missouri can maybe give up a little bit in the run game, play a little bit more pass game, X's and O's wise, personnel wise, and help themselves out, help those safeties out, maybe not put them in as bad a one-on-one situations. I didn't notice Missouri doing this as much defensively yesterday with rake straw coming back after sitting out the previous week against memphis but certainly against kansas state i noticed ennis rake straw moving to the slot at times in obvious passing situations on passing downs that type of deal and maybe that's something missouri needs to do more of here in the future now on the x's and o's offensively one thing, I've, I was disappointed, obviously, after the first couple weeks of offense by Missouri, and one thing that baffled me a bit is that the Tigers, at least in that Middle Tennessee game in particular, I just felt like they refused to attack the seams of the field. Basically, if you want to know what the seam is, imagine a tight end or a slot receiver just running straight up, basically in a straight line down the middle of the field. That's essentially the seams of the defense but again against a really aggressive middle Tennessee defense I thought in particular that was an area Missouri could have attacked well they certainly attacked the seams yesterday so I don't know if Missouri was holding back offensively in those first two ball games or maybe they just made an adjustment but either way certainly the the seams were attacked yesterday in particular on a long gain to Theo Weiss at one point a really good ball by him by Brady Cook 
I should say. So no real concerns there anymore from my end. Obviously, Missouri's been attacking down the field with the passing game incredibly effectively the last three ball games here. A lot of that has to do with play action, something I <laughs> strongly suggested that Missouri do more of in week three as well. So far, it's working to fabulous effect. But you know what? One thing I kind of complained about after the Memphis game last week, I didn't totally understand why it seemed like time and time again, Missouri was running outside plays in particular, whether it was an outside zone handoff or indeed a speed option by Brady Cook, notably at one point, to the short side of the field, the boundary side of the field, if you will. Well, one thing I've been noticing actually after I made that observation the last couple ball games well once again Missouri was kind of running a lot of outside zone stuff in the first half much of it to the short side of the field once again but it seemed like just like against Memphis this week against Vanderbilt the running game really opened up in the second half it's almost as though Missouri's plan is to stretch the defense wide with the running game in the first half and then second half blow it open up the middle a little bit more in the second. I don't know if that's their plan or not, just something I've observed from the last couple ball games, and definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on moving forward here. By the way, I thought the Missouri offensive line did an excellent job yesterday of protecting Brady Cook in the pocket. I think Eli Drinkwitz would agree with that sentiment as well. But, you know, we do have to clean one thing up for sure. The snaps, the early snaps, why ever that? It seems like once a game the ball is snapped before Brady Cook is ready for that. Something's got to be cleaned up there in terms of communication for sure because there's no real excuse for that. And one of these days, it's going to cost Missouri a turnover and possibly a ball game, a close ball game if we keep this up. But you know what? Missouri has, the last couple years in particular, tended to have quite a few false starts and procedure penalties under Eli Drinkwitz, but you know what? I'm starting to take a little bit of a different view of those penalties for Missouri, so I want to explain why it might actually be just the cost of doing business, but first I want to tell you about eBay Motors, because passion, drive, and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, obviously, you never want to see false starts. You never want to see illegal formations like Missouri had. A tight end was covered up on a play yesterday that, that took back a gain 
for example. But to me, again, the snaps, that's the thing that Missouri really needs to clean up the biggest. That's the number one priority of something that Missouri can't do offensively on the line anymore this season. I think we should be done with that after yesterday. That would be my goal if I'm Drinkwitz and and the Missouri offensive line coach. But I got to say, when it comes to false starts and some of these procedure penalties, I'm actually starting to be a little bit more okay with it because the more I think about it, the more I look at this Missouri offense, watch how much Missouri shifts before the snap. Watch how much pre-snap motion is happening. There is a lot that Eli Drinkwitz and Kirby Moore puts on these guys' plate. The receivers, the line, the quarterback, everything. Again, for a college football offense, this looks a lot more like an NFL offense at times, especially pre-snap with all the different, the different uh, you know, techniques that Missouri does to try to disguise what it's going to do after the snap. So I just think that in a world where, hey, fall camp these days is what, three or four weeks, something like that? It's not as though you have all this time, all these, these off-season training you know, practices that the NFL has, you know, the spring practice doesn't last very long. The point is for them to be able to put all of this stuff in, it's actually kind of impressive how well they do execute it once you really think about all this stuff. So to me, I'm just going to focus a little bit less on the, what I would call the, the penalties of error, the sort of mental error penalties on the offensive line. Obviously, you can't have too many of them, but I think every once in a while, maybe two or three a game, maybe we just kind of have to live with it. If this is the type of offense we're going to get, that's a trade-off I'm more than willing to make. And finally, let's talk a little bit about the Missouri special teams. I was saying that could very well be an advantage for Vanderbilt yesterday, and certainly their punter was really impressive. Nothing wrong with Vandy's special teams, but I thought Missouri's special teams well, looking a lot better, especially the kicking game. Hey, I joked about the quarterback controversy. Well, hey, remember when we were worried about Harrison Mevis? That seems like a long time ago, too, at this point. Ever since Harrison drilled that 61-yard field goal for the win, well, there's been no hiccups whatsoever on his end. And in fact, the very next time he touched the football with his magical right foot. Well, it was an absolutely perfect onside kick that he recovered himself in St. Louis, of course, negated by an offsides penalty. But Mevis has been perfect ever since that moment. Perhaps that's all you need is just one of the greatest kicks of all time, right? Just to, just to get that confidence back. But also on that 61 yarder, I shouted out Luke Bauer who got down a perfect hold. I thought for that kick, well, Luke Bauer, now the Missouri punter, it would seem, and Luke had a really good ball game against Vanderbilt. So an encouraging sign for the Missouri kicking game moving forward here in a in a week full of encouraging signs, no doubt about that. So you know what? Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day and for you everydayers. I'll see you tomorrow. See you on Monday with more on this ball game and heck we might start getting to that Missouri LSU game a little earlier in the week just because it is that huge of a ball game for your Missouri Tigers so until then I'm John Miller and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou